Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Red X podcast, where real estate professionals can discover tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents and coaches. My name is Haley Johnson, and I'm super excited for today's guest. We've got Dan Elzer here with us, um, and he's going to be sharing his expertise on getting the appointment. So we've got a ton of valuable information coming your way today, um, but welcome to the show, Dan. Well, thank you very much, Haley. I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you. Me too. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. Thanks for being here. So in, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about listing appointments, uh, how to have an effective listing presentation, um, and and the steps you can take to ensure you close the appointment. We talk a lot about um, prospecting and, and calling to set up the listing appointment, um, but Dan's here to talk to us about the actual appointment. Um, so I'm excited to talk about something we haven't really talked about yet on the podcast, so this will be awesome. Um, before we get going, I've got a few items um, of business for the audience. As always, this is a participatory event. So whether you're joining us on YouTube or Facebook or on our website, we want you to ask questions. We want you to ask questions for Dan. He's here um, to do that for us for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. Um, so chat them in and we'll do our best to get them answered today. Um, so, so why don't we just get started? Um, before we jump into the meat of our discussion today, Dan, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, well, I've been in the real estate industry since 1987, so 33 years. I oh. jumped in at a law enforcement and uh, got my license, wrote a business plan, and literally 14 months after getting into the real estate business, I opened a company uh, with venture capital and uh, learned very quickly. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Uh, I went from being very successful in law enforcement, uh, you know, car, the house, the pension, the whole bit, selling everything I owned to get into this industry and literally failed miserably. Um, 18 months in, 20 months in, uh, the investors basically told me, Dan, uh, you're probably the single worst operator we've ever invested in. And if you don't change things, we're gonna fire you. So here I was wow. inside of two years into this great industry and almost broke and fired. And what I learned very quickly was uh, what I didn't have that was necessary for success that I had in everything else in my life was the techniques, skills, and mastery for the actual business of real estate. So mm -hmm. I got it figured out. Uh, we started to apply it. We grew a company that was quite successful and profitable, sold it. And then from there, I moved into doing executive coaching and consulting which then grew into us building the training academy, our training company, where we have training programs for real estate and all other industries as well. And really have been having just a whole bunch of fun the last 22 years uh, working with companies and, and salespeople all over the world. Well, that's awesome. Sounds like you know what you're talking about today. So I'm excited to, to jump in. Thanks for, for sharing a little bit of your story. Um, so the the thing that we're talking about today is, is listing appointments, right? And yeah. Um, and, and I think, and I, I mentioned this to you, but, and you know, this lead, leads don't matter if, if you don't know how to close the appointment, right? Exactly. So, 
So let's start there. Let's talk about that um, because there are a lot of lead sources. You can get leads a lot of places, um, but but we want to actually close the appointments we're going on. So let's sure. start. Well, a um, couple of things that I always like to share here. Um, one yeah. of the problems with for my, my business when I first started that caused me about to go out of business was I put a lot of effort and energy into things that did not turn into income. Yeah. And uh, in real estate, it's the one business that you can work harder than anyone you know and make no money. So I call the appointment the most important thing for a real estate professional because it does a couple of things for you. First, yeah. it puts you in the position, I always like to say, to become the doctor. You know, I'm the one that's educated. I have a license. I do continuing education. All you are doing is buying and selling a house once or twice or three times a year in your life. So, so I'm the doctor. You're the patient. Well, for okay. me to be the doctor, I have to have an appointment. Second thing about that appointment is if you'll give me the appointment, Haley, if you will allow me to close you on an appointment that is uh, professional and official, it tells me that you're real. The people that avoid appointments want me to work for free for them. You know, no, I don't want you to come over right now, but can you just send me something on my house mm. or blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I know that I have created uh, and vetted my person well enough that it's worthy of me putting my time in. And then the third thing that appointment does for us is it gives me the opportunity to discover needs, which is what we should always do first. Yes. Set expectations so they know how to work with me so we don't have miscommunication and present the value proposition I can bring to be the best person for them. So that appointment is the most critical thing. Now you're, I know you started with, you know, without the appointment, you know, it, what's it worth? Right. Um, you know, but it's about securing that appointment. And, and there's, there are some things there as well that if we don't secure it right, um, we'll end up the patient instead of the doctor. So hmm. you want, I can, we can talk some skills or some, some thoughts on making sure we secure that if you. Yes. I, I love it. A lot of our, um, audience wants tactical things that they can implement into their businesses right now. So I want to talk about, you said you needed to vet them really well. Yes. Uh, so how do you do that? Well, the first part is getting this. So let's talk about securing that appointment. Let's what I find is that habits are stronger than knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, you can sit somebody down, like a salesperson down and say, you know, you, you should you'll be consultive. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll pass the test if you give them the test. Then you mm -hmm. turn around and put them in play. And their habit is to be more of a pleaser, if you will. I, I want, you know, if the customer says jump, I'll jump. If the customer says send me this through email, I will. And I ended up building habits that hurt me and not vet. So I always share this. I, I've got a, a technique in our company we call rules of the game. And that okay. is to not stop talking without asking a question. Hmm. And part two is don't move on until they answer the question. So believing in that technique and that, that strategy, it would go something like this. So if someone contacted me and said, hey, Dan, you know, the market's really on fire. I'm just curious what my house is worth. Um, the typical agent would go, let me get your email. I can send you some stuff. Yeah. Well, now I'm working for free. If you're highly skilled and you're playing the doctor, it would sound like this. I go, Haley, I'd be more than happy to uh, get that information for you. You know, I have some time on Thursday evening or would Saturday morning be better for us to get together? I'm going to end with the question of what's called alternative choice close of putting you into my calendar. Now, I said, don't move on until they answer it. You come back and say, well, can't you email it to me? 
Well, I have to have a response to that because again, they're taking the doctor's position from me. I'm not vetting them, they're vetting me. So I have to come back and say, well, it's not really self-explanatory. I'd really love to go over it with you. Mm. Well, that's where a lot of people stop. And I just violated the law, the rule I just gave you, you know, Hey, it's not really self-explanatory. I'd really like to go over it with you. If I stop talking there, then you'll come back and say, well, you know, email will work for now. But if I follow my rule, don't stop talking without a question. I'll go, you know what, Haley, it's really not self-explanatory. I'd really love to go over it with you. So does Thursday work or is Saturday better? Now I've just improved my chances of the person giving me appointment uh, exponentially. And right. here's what I want everyone out there listening to know. The person that's not real, meaning the person that would waste your time, will probably not give you the appointment. But if you don't have the technique to ask for the appointment, the person that is real ends up on email as well. So now I have fake people on email, real people on email. How do I, how do I sort this? Who do I give my time to? And it's all because we didn't use the right skills and strategies to vet at the point of appointment. I have mm -hmm. to end with, you know, you want, you want to look at houses, be more than happy to work with you. It begins with an appointment. You have some time here or here. Um, can you tell me about my house or, you know, uh, or I'm on the phone, I'm using my, my red X I'm, I'm doing expires, let's say. And I, I get an expired and I go, uh, you know, do you know why your home didn't sell? You know, I'd love to come over and go through how that happened. If I stop right there, they might say, well, send me something. But if I go, I'd love to come over and go through an analysis on why your home didn't sell, would you have some time on Thursday or Friday better? I've got to come to the appointment and I don't give up my gold, my knowledge, unless you put something in the basket too. And that is the appointment. So if I give you my knowledge, that's all I have anymore. They can get all the data they want online. They can find the houses, they can find the processes, but if they want my expertise, they got to put skin in the game and give me an appointment. Well, Dan, can we do a little role play? Sure. Um, Cause I'd, I'd love to give you some curveballs here. Uh, so let's just say um, I'm an expired listing okay. and you're calling me. Yep. So I call you and I, I tell you, you know, I, I notice your home's no longer offered for sale. I'd really like to, uh, come over and, and determine why the house didn't sell. Would you have some time on Wednesday or would Thursday be better for you? Well, actually I'm a, I'm a little concerned with, with the pandemic going on right now. Um, I don't really want people in my house. Could you just uh, email me or, or something like that? Well, let me ask you a question before we get into that. Are you aware of why your home didn't sell the first time? Um, I mean, I have some, some hunches or we didn't have the best agent and they didn't market our, our property really, really well. So I can assume some things happened, but yeah. Well, if it was something other than that, would you want to know? I mean, yeah, of course I would. Well, see, that's the kind of analysis I want to do for you. And if COVID's a concern, I'll be more than happy to follow the protocols to make you safe. But if not, could we then set up the appointment where you could give me live tours and we could do it virtually, but I still need to be able to understand, see the home and ask questions to give you that information. Now, right now in the role play, most people would stop talking there. And this is what I'm talking about, about having discipline. So I have to go from explaining that to transitioning back into, so would Thursday evening work for you or is the weekend better? Mm, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I guess I didn't really have that many curveballs, but it's true if you put well, me in a position where, yeah. I, I, I would say, Haley, I, I've, I've made so many of these calls with my, when I built my company, I used to do a call night every Monday night. And I would call with my team and I would role play with them. And let's look at that expired real quick since we're talking about this. Yeah. Again, the only thing I have is knowledge. Mm -hmm. And what I did to you was I said, I'd like to come over and find out why your house didn't sell. 
what most agents do in an expired call is say, I'd like to come over and show you how I will get your home sold. Now let's look at the difference between that. If I say, Hey, I'd like to come over and show you how I can get your home sold. You're going to interview me. You're going to say, okay, what are you going to do? And now I'm giving away the gold for free without the appointment. I'm going to start telling you things I'm going to do. I'm going to say, I'd like to find out why your home didn't sell. And then if you came back and said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know because I'm not sure why it didn't sell. And then I'll end with the appointment again. So would you have time here or here? If you mm -hmm. tell me, well, yeah, I think I'm okay. I'll ask, you know, are you aware why it didn't sell? And almost 99% of the time they do exactly what you did in the role play. Well, I think it was this or that. So I just hit them with, if it was something else, would you want to know? And just like you paused in your tracks there, that's what they do. And they go, well, yeah, I'd like to know. I said, well, that's what I'm going to determine. So can we do it? Yeah. Now they give me that time to be the doctor. And now mm -hmm. I can do those three things. I can discover needs, find out what went wrong. So when I give you my value proposition, you're like, where have you been? Yes, I want you to represent me. Well, and I like how you sounded like such an expert and I didn't even really know what you were going to do yet. You just, you sounded like you knew exactly what you were doing. Um, and, and I didn't really know exactly, you know, like, like what you were going to do, but it was, it, I mean, it sold me. So, <laughs> Hey, and just so people know out there, guys, we weren't going to do this. She just did that out of the blue. So I want you to realize that this is with the importance of skills and techniques is when you have your skills, techniques, and your talk tracks down and your rules, you know, don't stop talking without a, without a question. Yeah. If you practice, draw and rehearse it and it becomes your new habits, you're giving me that appointment. And the big thing about expireds, which you're probably well aware of with Red X is real expireds. People that really want to sell their house are, are upset mm -hmm. that their home didn't sell. Yeah. People that were just kicking tires are just looking for the next agent to give it a try. So what happens with agents is they get the appointment with the tire kicker because they were nice. They lose the opportunity with the angry one, which is the one that you really want. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have the skills to get the appointment, I end up with the nice person who's just looking to overprice and not fix things and do it six more months and have a friend instead of getting the tough one. But what I've learned in my time is if I get you the tough one, they let me in the door or virtually in the door, your demeanor changes because you go from being angry to now being curious, how do I get the home sold again? So it's a really important part of how that whole appointment thing becomes critical. Right. And, and you're not wasting your time. You're not wasting their time. Uh, cause I think that's a, a really important thing. You could go on a million listing appointments, but if you didn't properly vet, then like you said, you're working for free. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Or, or I always say you're the next victim. You become that, that fake seller's friend for six months and they eat up your time and money. And, and I always say this to people. I always tell agents because an agent will say, yeah, I've got a listing, but I really wanted to get a sign in this marketplace because it's really where I want to work. And I go, so you took a bad listing in a market that you want to dominate. Yes. What is the bad listing going to tell everyone else? When it's there yeah. six months later, they're going to go, well, this Dan guy is new in our marketplace, but obviously he doesn't know what he's doing because the house he listed didn't sell. Hmm. So I always go, I said, you know, a sign that doesn't sell is the worst thing in the world for a listing agent. Yeah. I need to vet you. I need to make sure you're ready to sell and I need to have control as the doctor. Hmm. That's awesome. We, we have a question that came in from Amanda. She asked, do you pre-screen sellers before going on the listing appointment? Thank you, Amanda. Uh, I am very different than a lot of the coaches and trainers you're here. I do not pre-screen anybody. I don't do hmm. pre-listing. I don't pre-screen and people always go, why not? So let me give you the quick why. Yeah. If I do pre-screening, I, in my opinion, I haven't earned the right to be asking those questions because who's the hero of this appointment? It's not me or my company. It's the seller. 
So if I do, if I'm doing pre-screening, it comes over like I'm more worried about my time and money than their need. So Hmm. if you'll give me an appointment, an honest appointment in your house, I'll give you an hour of my time. I don't feel like it's a waste. If you turn out to be a bad seller, it was a good practice for me. But if you're a good seller, I'll earn your, your respect. I'll vet you there and take your listing. Now, wow. people that do pre-listing kits, I'm not a fan of those because let's say, Haley, let's say you are a driver personality. I mean, you have zero detail in you. I send you a pre-listing kit. You're not even going to open it. Let's say, um, Andrew, your, your, your partner in the, in our deal here, uh, let's say Andrew is analytical. You know, he's running the board. Say he's an analytic. I send the pre-listing kit to him. He reads every piece of it. Now watch what happens. If I come through the door as the agent, if I assume that you guys read it, two different appointments, I assume you read it. I come in and assume you have knowledge you don't have. So you give me, let me think Mm. about it. You don't have any knowledge about me. If I come in and go, they never read it. Let me talk about it. I insult Andrew who spent the time to read it, that now I'm telling him what he already read. Interesting. So if I don't put out a pre or I don't pre-screen, I have to just be on my game at the front door. And I'll take that opportunity at the front door every single time than worry about pre-screening or worry about a pre-listing kit. Because Mm -hmm. if you develop your interpersonal skills, you'll do a much better job not thinking they know things or not predetermining stuff. Come in the door, discover, and make your value proposition. And and that sounds like a daunting task a little bit for, for people like me who love to be organized and prepared and, and things like that. That sounds like, Ooh, okay. I'm going out in the cold here and I'm hoping for the best. So what are, what are some best practices um, to, to make sure that that is an effective appointment? Okay. Now the biggest part here is what I'm going to tell you right now or share or teach you is going to make your organized mind happy because I'm not going in you know, willy-nilly, uncertain. No, I'm very, very planned and on purpose. Um, so when I come in the door, I've got my, I've, I've pre-filled my documents. I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I might have left the, the the dollar amount out. I have my pricing strategy, and I'm a fan of educating people, not having CMAs. I like to bring data, and educate, and let them choose comps, not me push comps on people. It's, it's an interactive way of pricing. So yeah. I've got my comps. I've got my material and I have my visuals for my value proposition, the uniquenesses and differences for my, so I I break it into just some simple steps. Step one for me is to show up on time, not early, not late on time, because if I'm early, I upset people who are organized. If I'm late, I upset driver personalities who want me to be businessy. If I'm on time, everyone's happy. So I'm going to be on time. That's number one. Number two, I'm the doctor again. So at the front door, if I let you say to me, Dan, uh, would you like to look at the house? I just stopped being the doctor. I became the patient. It's your domain. You walk me through your house. And because you don't know what a listing appointment looks like, you'll start to interview me as we walk the house. Hmm. So now I have the patient interviewing the doctor instead of the doctor discovering from the patient. So at the front door, step two, after I'm there on time, is to take control, decline to look at the home for now, and get to the kitchen table. Mm. Now, at the kitchen table or dining room table, I can do any of my state disclosures that are required at first, you know, substantive contact. I can inform you. And then I can simply ask you this. Hey, Haley, would it be okay if I explained to you how I work? 
So what would you say to that if I said Of course. And I'm going to open up a, a tablet or something that has an agenda for you. And the agenda is going to be simple. There's These are going to be the parts of the agenda. The first one's going to say discovery. I'm going to ask you some questions to discover your needs when it comes to real estate. Mm -hmm. The second one's going to say, share my value proposition. After we do the questions, I'm going to share with you the marketing strategy we have and the value proposition we can bring to get your home sold and closed. Number three, preview your home. Now we're going to get up and look at your home and I need you to point out the important features and benefits. When we come back, we'll be in the position now for number four, which is pricing strategies. How do we price and position your home for top dollar? When we're done with that, it's time to make a decision. If we like each other, say yes, we'll work together. But if you don't like me or have any concerns, tell me no and I'll leave. So for your organized brain, having that agenda, I know exactly what I'm going to do. There's no, there's no winging it here. Right. But but from the seller's perspective, I'm coming in and they're the hero. They feel that I'm catering to them, that I'm discovering first. The first thing I'm doing is learning about you. I'm not telling you about me. So whenever I do start to share what I can do, I'm just hitting on the things you want, not feature dumping things you don't care about. So if I gave you that type of a setup at a listing appointment, would your organized brain feel a little better? Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. That's awesome. Well, and I think it's what's so interesting to me is, is you say like, make the seller the hero, but also take control, which you, you I see um, why a lot of agents would mess up here because, oh, I got to take control. This is about me. I'm here. I'm in your home and, and make it about themselves. Um, when the most important thing that you can do is, is make the seller the hero. Correct. Right. And that, and that is um, to do that properly. When I talk about asking questions, they're, they're in writing, they're in my presentation, they're on a separate form. I'm not scratching in a notebook. I mean, they are pre-printed questions, so I don't mess up and it looks yeah. very professional. That starts me down the right path. If I say I'm supposed to ask you questions, make you the hero, and I have to think of the questions, what happens is we all have this desire when we're in sales to make sure people respect us and think we're good at our job. And so what happens in our brain is we, we become the smartest person in the room mm -hmm. instead of that consultant, instead of that person learning. Yeah. And if we can become the person learning, we will never say or do something that's contrary to the desires or needs of the client. If I start feature dumping, I might talk about something that is completely unnecessary or someone's already done before in that the last marketing of the house and they think it's a bad thing. And now I put myself in a deficit because I'm I'm being the smartest person in the room mm. instead of desiring to learn first. Interesting. It's like, it's like trying to establish credibility before you have respect or anything for the person in front of you. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Well, well, and I'm, I'm curious, how else do agents go wrong in a, in a listing presentation or a listing appointment? I mean, yeah. um, uh, yeah, some some errors that they make or mistakes that are that are common. I'd love to hear. Sure. Um, the biggest challenge is, and I went on, you know, when I was building my company, one of the winning differences as an owner that I was in the beginning was I took every agent that I recruited, new or experienced, on three listing appointments. Yeah. The first, the first two I would present, and I was in my 20s, so no one thought I was the boss. You know, <laughs> so if you came to work for me, we'd go on appointments together. You would just simply introduce me as your partner, and we would say, Hey, I I you know, we don't like to step on each other. So we take turns doing the presentation, you know, tonight I'm going to do it. So that you could sit there and observe as a partner, not as a trainee or whatever, 
me make that presentation. So I've been on thousands of, of appointments, guys. And so <laughs> I made the mistakes and I made the adjustments. The biggest mistake we make is letting them be the doctor yeah, and being interviewed versus presenting. Mm. And what goes wrong there? The seller will have in their mind four or five things they should think about. You know, you know, how long have you been in business? Have you sold anything in my neighborhood? What do you charge? How much is my house? So while they're in charge, they ask those questions. Nowhere in there did you get to differentiate your marketing plan, your ability to negotiate in their best interest, getting them top dollar through more exposure. All these things have not been discussed. So they end up making decisions on who will give them the highest price, lowest fee, and they like them. Mm -hmm. So that's the first mistake is losing that control. The second big mistake is feature dumping if you do have a presentation. Mm. That's where you ask the questions, but then for the next 10, 12 minutes, all you did was talk at them. <laughs> you have to make, for a value proposition to work, it has to be a conversation. So I might have to say things like this. You know, Haley, another product that we have to get you top dollar is the way that we protect a home. Let me ask you something. Have you ever walked in a house yourself and had a little concern about whether or not things were taken care of? Has that ever been a concern when you go in a house? You know, did they really take care of the air conditioning, the heat? Yeah. And see, those are hidden things that you don't know. And what that does is it creates doubt in the mind of the seller, I mean, of the yeah. buyer. So while your house is on the market, do you want those buyers to have any of those doubts? No. So what I'd like to do is share with you a product that most agents have, but they don't know how to use it properly. If I leverage the home warranty properly, we can remove that doubt. Now, if they don't have doubt that there's something wrong with your house, do you think they'll give you a higher offer or a lower offer? I mean, lower. No, if there's no doubt in their mind, would they give you oh, a higher, higher offer or lower? Yes. Okay, so would you like a higher offer while you're on the market? Of course, higher. May I, may I represent you in the sale of your house? Oh, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> so, so that's the value proposition. It has to be a conversation, but not a feature dump. A feature dump sounds like this. Well, you know, we have this program, it's our warranty program. And I know a lot of people don't like warranties, but if you'll hear me out, people that have warranties sell 2.2% more money in 30 days faster because people don't worry about that. That's called feature dumping. That's the second mistake we make. We, we go into a litany of features and it's not a conversation and you stop listening. I mean, then, yeah, I'm in marketing, right? And I, I want to make sure that I'm saying the right things or being on topic or things like that. Like you just talking to me, like I'm a person, like, and you know my mind and you know what I want. And so you're speaking to that. Yes. Right. It's, it, it makes it feel like, oh, you understand my needs. You understand the things that, that I want as a homeowner. Um, and you're addressing those directly. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, the, we, last, we, the last mistake, you know, they'll give you yeah. the third one is if you don't have closing technique, if you don't know how to ask for the business. Right. And I always share with people, since there's four basic personality types, if we take them one at a time, an analytical has questions and doubts, so they don't ever ask for the business. They ask for more challenges. An amiable personality, which is a more quiet thinker, what ifer, they're gonna ask questions and then want to think. A social personality, an expressive personality gets off track down a rabbit hole and you get way off and they never get anywhere. <laughs> but that driver personality wants to get to work. So I always ask people, you know, will the analytical, will the amiable or the social close you for your business? And when agents stop and think, they go, no. So if you let them think and walk out, someone like me will walk in behind you and take that listing. 
Yeah. Then I say, what about the driver? And they go, well, yeah, the driver will get to the point and say, let's get started. I said, no. Will the driver respect that you didn't get to the point? And then they go, oh, no. So then the driver doesn't trust you. So then they excuse you. So if you don't know how to ask for the business, wow, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble. So I always share with agents, your final close for someone's business needs to be canned. Your presentation, your questions, your interaction has to happen as it's happening. Right. So when I get to the end, you want to have kind of some pre-talk ready. And I, and I always would say this, you know, Haley, I am confident we will get your home sold. And then I had three closes. I'd use one of the three based on your personality. I'd, if you were social, I'd go, you know, I'm confident we'll get this home sold. Let's get started and then wait for your response. If you were an amiable, got to be a little softer with you. I go, you know what? I'm really confident we'll get this home sold. May I go to work for you? And then shut up. And if I had a driver, I would just go straight at them. May I have your business? So wow. I had, but they were, they were the only three I ever used. So I always started with, I'm confident we'll get this home sold. And I said, one of those three, everything before that happened because you're the hero. I had to adapt. But as soon as I had you where I want you, when I got down to that fifth thing, mutual decision in my, in my agenda, I went right to that close and it works. If I did everything else, right, you're ready. And I'm asking for your business. Yeah, because a lot of agents, they have scripts that they follow and, and that's what they say and, and everything. But I like that you have scripts, but they're for specific personality types. I haven't heard this before. This is awesome. because <laughs> um, Just, I mean, when you're talking to somebody on the phone, you're talking to an expired listing, it, it's hard to know what kind of person they are or whatever. So once you obviously vet them and get the appointment and then you're able to be a lot more personable and it's, it would be, and if you're speaking my language, then awesome, let's work together, right? Uh, that's really cool. I love it. <laughs> we got a question um, in from, from Steve. He asked, what do you do when the expired or for sale by owner says they are going to relist with the previous agent or they have an agent they will use if they can't sell on their own? Okay. So let's start with the expired. If I have an expired, I'm on the phone. They say, you know what? We're, we're really going to be okay. Um, uh, we, we know who we're going to relist with or, or we're going to relist the same agent. As long as they haven't listed, so I'm not interfering with the contract. Mm -hmm. I would do what I did to you. I would say no problem. And guys, and what's the gentleman's name that you just said? Steve. So Steve, write this down. The response to that is no problem. Before I go, may I ask you one more question? See, it's all about getting your brain engaged. So anytime I get an objection from an expired, I always go, no problem. Before I go, can I ask you one more question? They always said yes to me. And then I ask what I asked Haley. Do you know why the home didn't sell the first time? Mm. And they go, no. Now, if they told me there's someone else, this is how I close them. I'll tell you what, I'll come out with the understanding you're probably going to list with your same agent or your friend, but at least we can pinpoint what went wrong so you can make the adjustment and get it sold this time. Now, again, following my rules, I can't stop talking without asking a question. question. So I'll go, <laughs> that way we can pinpoint what went wrong. So when you got on the market, you can make that correction. So would you have some time tomorrow evening or is the weekend better? Mm. Now there's a value proposition in their head. They go, I don't know why it didn't sell. And you don't even have to say it, Steve. And they'll go, and I don't know if they know why it didn't sell. <laughs> but this guy can tell me. And they've said to me on the phone, they go, well, if you want to come out, I'm not listing with you. I go, that's fine. Now I have agents go, but Dan, isn't that a waste of time? No, because they listed with me when I got out there. Mm -hmm. Because I respected them, made them the hero. 
went through their challenges with questions, gave them value propositions on how I better than anyone else. And then I asked for their business. And almost every time I got it, the only thing I never said was this. I never at the end, while you were signing the document, Haley, I never went, what about your friend? I knew they said their friend was going to do it, but here they are signing. You don't talk screen. about it. <laughs> so, so Steve, I have to have a way to get past that. Now for sale by owners, if they say, I know I'm a fan with for sale by owners of doing what's called an assistance approach. I don't go in there to list their house. I go in there to teach them how to sell it without an agent. Now, a lot of agents argue with me about this, but you know, we wouldn't have trainings if doing this job was easy. So I can go in and teach a for sale by owner how to properly sell, sell their house, gain maximum exposure, properly demonstrate the home to a seller, ask vetting questions to a buyer, ask vetting questions of a buyer. I start teaching them what we do. They start to discover they don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. But what they learn in me doing the assistance approach is that I do know how to do it. Then all of a sudden they start doing this to me. Well, what do you charge, Dan? As soon as they ask me that kind of question, I simply look at them and say, hey, up to now, I've been here to help you. But now you're asking how much I charge. Would you like to see how I'd sell the house? They say, yes, I go into that five-step process that I just taught you. I go, let's yeah. sit at the kitchen table. Let me explain how I work. So Steve, to come back at you, I don't have them say, I already know who I'm going to list with because I go, well, great. Cause I wasn't calling the list. I was calling to teach you how to not have to go list it again. Yeah. And I come over, build the rapport, find their weakness, then offer your services. Interesting. We, we just got another question in. Um, they said, this is, this is team Santos real estate services. They said, this is awesome. What do you say to the expired when they say they changed their mind and are not selling and you find out later they list with someone else. Okay. So when they tell me that they're not selling, one of the questions I always ask, and I'll say, you know, when I get them on the phone, one of my first questions is I noticed your home's no longer off for sale. Did you still want to get it sold? Mm -hmm. That's my first question in my scripting is, do you still want to get it sold? I got to make sure they have a need. Yes. So sometimes they go, yes, we want to get it sold. I'll get to the bottom and go, great. Can I come over after doing, I'd like to show what went wrong. Can I come over tonight or tomorrow better? And then they tell me, look, we're not really sure we're going to sell too late. You already told me at the beginning of the script you are. So now yeah. you're just trying to stall me. So I will come back and say, Oh, I'm sorry, but you told me in the beginning that you did want to sell it. So that's one way I get around that. Mm. If they tell me, do you still want to get your home sold? And they go, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. Then I ask this question, have circumstances changed? So write that one down team have circumstances changed. Most of the time when I would get that kind of resistance, look, we're not going to sell. We're going to wait. I don't know. I'll go, Oh, I'm sorry. Have circumstances changed almost every time they went, no. And then I would come back and do this. Oh, well, then you do want to sell the house right now, don't you? See, I basically trapped them into being honest with me. So right. they tell me they don't want to sell. I said, oh, so have circumstances changed? No. Oh, well, then you do want to sell the house, don't you? And then they go, yeah, oh, but, and then they have a bunch of crap. I yeah. always teach agents, I'm only listening for a yes to move on and ask for the appointment. Everything after the but, I just wait till they're done talking because it's a bunch of noise. <laughs> Yeah, but I, you know, I don't want to give it away. And a friend said they were going to do this for me. And blah, 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 blah. I go, great. So can I come over tonight or would the weekend be better? <laughs> and then they give me grief and I go, well, before I go, can I ask you one question? Sure. Do you know why the house didn't sell? No. Well, that's what I'm going to find out. I understand you might list with this other person, but let's figure it out first. Is tonight good yeah. or tomorrow better? And like I said, I've done thousands of these. When you get your principles down and a couple rules down, there's nothing they can do but basically hang up on you. And they didn't, they would give me the appointment. So 
Mm-hmm. It just has so, to make sense in their mind. Yeah. And, and overcoming objections is a huge key word in the real estate business, but it sounds like you're not really overcoming the objections where you're just kind of directing them. Like I'm avoiding them. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect way because <laughs> you're not really answering the question or the concern that they have. You're getting to the point. Like, what well we need this we need this to happen come here come here with me um and and then they are in a corner where they're like yeah okay come on over and and then and they and they do and Haley, that the other the mindset again that i started with you is i'm the doctor they're the patient Mm -hmm. i never let them swap that on me and if you think about it folks um many times we feel on our heels when we're trying to do this job and when you feel like you're on your heels you're either not prepared or you've given the power away to the person that you're talking to. That means they've become the doctor. You're being interviewed now. You're on your heels. I stay on my toes. I've got my scripting. I've got my questions. I've got my dialogue ready. Then I'm good to go. I'm not going to stumble. I'm not going to fall. Right. You're the expert. I'm the doctor. (laughs) Well, hey, I I have a question. Um, A lot of our audience are new agents. They're brand new to the business. And, and I want to hear your advice for new agents, like where they can get started in, in all of this, because it sounds like, I mean, you've done this for years and years and years and, and someone just getting into the business might feel a little, um, intimidated maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so talk to the new agent. Okay. Um, two very important things for the new agent. One is make sure you go after listings. As soon as you start becoming a strictly buyer agent, um, you know, I always ask, new agents when I would recruit them, I go, which, which business model do you want to run in real estate? And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, well, there's buyer agent, there's a balanced agent, and there's a listing agent. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, and I go, well, did you want to work weekends and nights? They go, well, not really. I said, well, then the buyer agent business model is probably not for you. And so I would start people in my company wanting to be a balanced agent. So if you're a new agent, force yourself to learn the listing side. Mm-hmm. If I have listings, I have my own buyer lead gen. I can cherry pick the buyers. I'm making half or more of my money managing inventory instead of running around. I might double dip a house even in today's world. So, so that's the first thing. Second thing is if you learn that five steps, I just said, yeah. I took brand new agents, taught them those five steps in a seller's house. And they would come back after I taught that to them and say, Dan, no one has ever asked if I'm new. And I said, they're not asking if you're new because you are taking control, making them the hero doing your analysis and sharing the solution. Mm -hmm. I said, if you're new and you get into feature dumping, you sound new because you're not even good at feature dumping. (laughs) So follow a good process of making them the hero, doing discovery, sharing your value proposition, then do tour the house and price. They'll think you're a pro because you're different. You're acting different than other people. So it's, it's so critical from, from my perspective that new agents gain what I call technique mastery, mastering the techniques so you can go in there and do them, even doing them poorly. I mean, mm-hmm. Haley, I would prove to new agents that were nervous. I would go on an appointment with them and say the wrong things on purpose and do the wrong things on purpose, but follow those five pieces and we'd still get the listing. We'd walk <laughs> out and the new agent would look at me. They said, you said the wrong thing on, the, on page two. I go, I know. I said, I, I messed it all up. They go, yeah. I said, we still got the listing. They're like, I know. I said, cause I followed the five steps. Mm. Follow the process, take them through a mental process to hire you. Don't worry about being the smartest person in the room. 
That's awesome. And, and asking the right questions. I mean, real estate is all about people. You're in the business of people and you just need to know what they want and, and know their brains a little bit. You're like a master of, of the mind, you know, just knowing what they want to hear, saying what they want to hear, but also being in control. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, um, this is literally on the training side of my business. I do executive coaching and consulting with companies, but on the training side of my business, this has been the, uh, the focus for us, you know, creating content and, and programs that allow the agent to master technique. Mm -hmm. uh, best practices don't work. Best practices work for the person who has a unique skill for the best practice. So I always, I always warn agents, if you're going to go out and watch someone else's best practice, what you don't learn from them is the foundational skills that they put in place. So you start doing the best practice without the foundational skills and it fails on you. Right. If you learn foundational skills, you'll create your own best practices. Right. And that's where we, we kind of get lost is, uh, is, is in that. Yeah. Or, or new agents do things that seasoned agents are doing that, um, instead of focusing on what those seasoned agents did at the beginning to build that. Right. Position, there you go. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, whenever you, whenever you take a marketing plan from a seasoned agent and you try to implement it, what they don't realize is the seasoned agent has built 700 people in their sphere of influence that know them, trust them, and like them. You have 20 people in your sphere of influence. You use the marketing plan, get nowhere, and you're like, what did I do wrong? What you did wrong is they, didn't, they forgot to tell you the first year in the business, they knocked doors, called people, and built a sphere. Totally. There's not a shortcut to success, <laughs> but if you'll do it, it's the easiest job in the world to do for the rest of your life. If you'll start with those foundational skills and techniques in place and build a group of people that know you. Right. We, we just got a question from Marilyn. She said, what if they ask you how many homes you've sold or, or your experience if you haven't sold that many? Okay, Marilyn, I have a real simple answer for these types of resistances. I always say there's people that will either give an opinion, ask questions or object. So an opinion would be, look, I'm not paying X percent. Uh, a question would be, how long have you been in the business or how many homes have you sold? Those feel like objections, but they're really opinions and questions. Hmm. So if someone gives you an opinion, acknowledge it. I can appreciate that and move on. If someone gives you a question, answer it. Now I have agents always come up to me and say, Dan, what if I'm new? What if I haven't sold anything? What do I say? Yeah. And I always go, the truth usually works. And they go, but if I tell them the truth, they won't list with me. I go, okay, then let's play out not telling them the truth. Let's take some of my peers who give you some really cool answers. You know, how long have you been in the business? Oh, it seems like forever. I've heard trainers say, it seems like forever. I go, okay, let's say you have a driver personality and I go, how long have you been in the business? And you go, seems like forever. And I go, that wasn't my question. How many years have you been doing this? And now you have to look at me and go, six months. You've lost. Because now I feel you've lied to me. You tried yeah. to sneak me. You lost all credibility. Bingo. Just tell them the truth, Marilyn. Mm -hmm. How many homes have you sold in this neighborhood here? I haven't sold any yet. Is that a concern for you? Remember, always end with a question. question. So is that a concern for you? And if they go, well, yeah, may I ask why that's a concern? Well, if you haven't sold anything, da, da, da. So your concern is if I've sold something, yes. Well, actually, I have this many sales. I just haven't sold anything in your neighborhood. That was the question you asked. But all of a sudden we don't have a problem. Um, but what if I have no sales anywhere? Sometimes you win the listing just because you're honest. Interesting. I like that. Cause instead of avoiding something that might seem like a tough question, just, just be direct. Be direct. 
I like Be it. The doctor. That's awesome. How many operations well, have you done? None. You're the first yeah. one. You ready? <laughs> That's a little terrifying. <laughs> well, cool. That's awesome. Well, we're, we're running out of time here, but I, I want to um, get any last advice or, or thoughts that you have that you haven't, haven't covered yet. Do you, I'll, I'll give you the last word. Sure. Do you mind if I share how they can reach me? Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, guys, if, um, if any of you are interested, um, we, we work closely with Red X. We think it's an amazing product. Um, so we have skills and tools, as I've tried to demonstrate here, that if you're interested, we can provide for you. Um, you know, danelzer.com will get you to uh, our website uh, and you can, our contact information, you can call and talk to Judy. We have a lot of different ways we can help you out. In uh, final thoughts, here's my advice. We are in what I call high tide right now because we've had the Federal Reserve dump $10 trillion into the marketplace. The real estate community has been the recipient of that because of mortgage-backed securities, having liquidity. If you're not a finance person, I might be talking over your head right now, but also participating in the bond market, driving rates down to never before seen rates. So we have a hedge for us in a pandemic time. Yeah. The problem with that is we have a whole bunch of urgency going on. So in my final thoughts, if you really want to succeed in this business, do three things for me. One, make the appointment the most important thing in your life. Do not give away your services without an appointment, whether it's virtual or in person. Two, play the doctor. Have the mindset that you have value. Play the doctor. Let them be the patient. And three, don't be the smartest person in the room. Make your first desire to discover, to learn, to diagnose. Mm -hmm. Then worry about solving their problem. You will look amazingly smart and incredibly experienced when you're sitting there going, well, before I move on, let me ask you a couple more questions. That just naturally clicks in true buyer and seller's heads that you're an expert if you're driving to find out. Yeah. But man, if you're worried about jumping and showing a house before you've discovered, or if you're worried about getting a listing before you've even gone in there and discovered their challenges, that, that's a little hinky for people and, and that can get you in trouble. Well, well, Dan, I feel like I've learned a lot in the past 45 minutes, but it's interesting because it sounds like unique information, but it's all very foundational. Correct. So that's, that's what's really interesting about this. And I think um, a lot of people have chatted in like, this has been amazing. You're amazing. This is a great session, things like that. So I, I definitely think it's resonated with our audience as well. So thank awesome. you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge and expertise on, on all of this. This has been a great session, a great podcast. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, that I think that wraps up this episode of the podcast. As always, we will be back next week. I do want to make an announcement that Thanksgiving is in a couple weeks, two weeks. We we uh, have podcasts every Thursday, so um, we will be having a podcast on Friday, um, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So um, if if any of you are watching or listening and would like to continue this conversation online, go check out the Red X Elite Prospectors Group on Facebook. We have conversations like this going on in there. And also, if you're a customer, you can head over to our customer forum at forum.theredx.com. Also, uh, one last thing, if you're new to the podcast and want to catch up on past episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, wherever you want to listen. Um, and just search the Red X podcast and subscribe to be notified every week when we have a new podcast. All right. Thank you so much again, Dan. And thank, thank you for, for tuning in. We will see you guys next Thursday. Bye-bye, guys.